This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast presented by Miller Lite and Jack Fritz. Yes. There have been a, a, a real Ray, I'm going to use a word you might or might not know. We'll, we'll find out after I use it. A real dearth of Miller Lights for Phillies wins lately, my friend. It has not been a uh, a great week. Yeah, we were riding high. We flew too close to the sun, Jack. <laughs> it's all your fault, honestly. Like I, I know. As soon as I'm like the kiss of death for this team. The moment I'm like the guy on board, it's like I need to know my role and stick to it. They're screwed. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I've had to listen to you on the radio this week. Oh, they're so good. I they're know, so this. They're I so know. that. Like, what are you taking my talking oh. points? I, uh, dude, I really didn't feel like you. And I know, never e- feel like me. Since, That's a mistake, dude. Ever since I went on the radio on Monday and said, "Oh, believe in this team. They're good." They haven't won, so it's cool. It's really a fun time to be me and be a Phillies fan. And oh, by the way, in case you know, Nick Castiano still sucks. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, awesome time to be me. I don't even have the draft. At least, like, the vast majority of this podcast, because no one wants to hear us bitch for, for <laughs> you know, 30 to 40 minutes or whatever. We'd much rather hear the the youthful enthusiasm in your voice as you're talking about these guys that could become part of the Philly system. Like, that's way more fun than this. But, like... Man, am I bummed about the Phillies this week. They're killing my soul, Jack. Can I give you a little bit of a, pre- a preview of how the draft talk is going to go, by the way? <laughs> sure. Let's just me. say I have more guys that I want late than I have guys I want. Oh, buddy. Yeah, like I'm, I'm more locked in on rounds three through uh, five than I am. Oh, look at you. Listen, Jackie you. Sleepers. Yeah, I'm just wondering how many veiled shots you're going to take at Castellanos when you mention, oh, a guy that, you know, might go in the second, but if they get him in the third, you know, what what a miraculous job by Barber. Like I And, and everyone's going to know that that's you saying, yeah, we don't have a second-round pick as Castellanos. So, yeah, because you, um, cause, I, cause you want yeah. your guy. I, you're actually yeah. – people always say, I'm a mush. Yeah, uh, I think the, t- the, t- the tides are starting <laughs> to turn over there. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, I'll be honest. It's not going well for me right no, now. No, it's really not. You were predicting like ninety wins. You were at, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, you've been going on the radio spouting nonsense about how good they are. You, you, you <laughs> wanted Castellanos, me, Schwarber guy, uh, who by the way is like two for his last uh, twenty-one. So. I know, I know. Like the last two games, Hoskins and Schwarber have gone zero for eight, and it's like shocking. Oh, the Phillies screwed. have lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you're screwed. All right, you know, like. Bryson Stott accounted for every single run they scored in Toronto. They scored five runs. He had two two-run homers and scored the other run. Like, you know, and shout out to Bryson. Like, dude's putting it together. He's starting to look like a major league hitter. But, man, Jack. Like, and and you know what? Honestly, he, losing the last two in St. Louis, we were on after the last one. And we were bummed about that particular game. But we were kind of, you know, you know, other than the Bohm injury, we were okay with where the team was. The Toronto ones to lose the bullpen game in in just like an annoying close game where, you know, uh, good left fielder makes a catch and you know all that kind of stuff and and George Springer makes an absurd catch that yeah. that caused Phillies runs and all that stuff to like I I was all right with that but then to go out with Wheeler last night and obviously look Wheeler's not going to have it every time out but he stunk and he got unlucky with you know balls hitting off the top of the wall and stuff but. But man, for that offense, for that team to come out and just have no competitive at bats to let Ross, and I, we're both Ross Stripling guys, you know, on my fantasy team, but but to let him just like effortless, effortlessly mow you down for six straight innings at one hit, no competitive, it was like 55 pitches, dude. Yep. It was, that was, I was embarrassed. Like last night was the first time I'm like, wait a minute, am I an idiot? damn it like i shouldn't believe in this team what was i thinking you know yeah and i, I don't blame like honestly when 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 they went down one nothing i think they viewed it as game's over like and that's yeah. not a great spot for for a team to be at <laughs> and you know and i think that they you know i i know ultimately it, it didn't 
they didn't miss many players with the with the COVID thing. Um, but I do think that the idea that you're going into Toronto down a couple guys, I think that weighs on you. And I think there and some guys try to do too much, but you know, last night, yeah, it was just like we're gonna lay down, uh, we're not gonna fight, and it, it, you know, the thing that I, the one thing I don't understand about this team, and it's been like this most of the season, you know, when they when they fired Girardi, the last like week or so uh, after that, you know, I felt like they were putting together different kind of at bats and. It's almost like when they want to put together good at bats, they will. And then there's some nights where they're just like, "Eh, we'll see how tonight's go- tonight goes." <laughs> you know, I know it's I know that sounds like simplistic and stupid, and and you know it probably is. But like that's how I feel watching them. It's like you just decided tonight's a night where you're like, "Eh, I'm not gonna work any pitches." Like like Schwarber is addicted to getting to three too. And then this series, he's just like, you know what? I'm gonna swing first pitch. You know, um. So so that was frustrating and. You know, I'm trying to, you know, I guess where I'm at is that I, I I believe more in what we saw the prior to the the two games in in St. Louis and the two games in Toronto. Like Toronto, I'm kind of chalking up to they're down some guys. Bomb was hurt. They were down after the injury on 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 Monday or on Sunday. Um, no, on Monday. And then it kind of carried over to Toronto, going from St. Louis to Toronto. Uh, they've been on the road a lot, and now they're going down to Miami. It's almost like they knew it was a two-day trip, so they'll just get it out of the way. I'm trying to, to believe more in a team that we saw heading into St. Louis, more than a team that is leaving Toronto. But really what I see is, and it's not like this isn't breaking news, but like the loss of Bryce, the the the, the pieces that they don't have, Having to to rely on on Derek Hall in the cleanup role, like he's been good, he's like helped them, but that's a massive ask. You have Stott batting fifth, who thank God, like is <laughs> is really starting to look like the player that we thought we were getting, which is good to see. You know, I bat him third instead of Castiano. Yeah, right whatever, now. whatever <laughs> at this point. But then you're like relying on Veerling and Jairo Munoz and yeah, and all these guys, and then it it just the the, the they have good depth, right? It's catching right? up with them. It's catching up to them. But the thing is, like, they have good... The thing that's frustrating, I think I mentioned this last podcast, is that, like, they do have good pieces. It's just we don't have Bryce, and you don't have Gene, and you don't have, you know, the old Castellanos, and you don't have, like, JT and Didi. I just... Whatever. I can't... You just, and you I, lose I your depth. Like, you lose Camargo and Mayton yes. and those extra guys that who should be playing. And I, Gyro's been solid, but, like... You know, it should he shouldn't be playing as much as he is. You know, we shouldn't have to rely on Didi every single night. We, you know, all that stuff. Like those guys matter. Yeah, and I'm trying and to both s- out like. Right, and I guess where I'm at is like I just, I kind of I'm watching them, James. I'm watching them with my uh, my hands over my eyes. Like honestly, this whole weekend is just going to be hands over my eyes. I'm just begging them not to lose out, and and it's on Dave Dombrowski at the All Star break. You can't wait till the deadline. You can't wait. Um, you you can't do it. it, it this team is going to be four games back if we wait till the deadline. I don't think he's going to wait till the deadline. You got to make a move as fast as you can. I know it takes two to to make any deal possible. I understand that. I don't want you to have to overspend whatever. You got to get something done ASAP because this whole thing could fall apart. And you can't lose the good vibes that you 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 built up. You know, thank God they won the 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 nine in a row, and thank God they got over five hundred and all this stuff because it's giving them some some room to breathe here. But it's only going to last so long because this thing you're starting to see some leaks. Yeah, dude, I uh, you said everything I was going to say. Like you kind of nailed it, and I, I, that's was my take on the radio today. You know, obviously after a couple days of extolling the virtues of a team that let me down every night. You know, I, I said that even with the embarrassing loss last night, now's the time to buy. Now's the time. Like, you can't let this become a valley that you can't get out of. You know, you, there, baseball, we know it's ebbs and flows. You know, it, it this can't be an ebb that lasts too long. You know, and the only way that it's not going to is if Dombrowski goes out and adds. And we've talked so much on this pod about needing a starting pitcher more than anything. And look, that they need a bat now. Like it is what it is. Like they need a bat. They got to go get a bat with the injuries, the way it's played out, either, and the way the offense has been without Bryce. You know, it, they they maintain for a while, but you know, Giulio put out that stat, and it was before the game. But now you take it after they've scored three runs or less in nine of the sixteen games without Bryce. I mean, that's. That's tough. You know, this is an offense as a team that needs to score more runs than that to win competitively or to win consistently. 
Um, so yeah, I'm with you. Now's the time, especially with the second half schedule. And look, we know it's very easy to say the second half schedule is easy while also saying, oh yeah, the Phillies have not necessarily always beaten the teams they're supposed to beat the last few years. You know, the team we're about to see this weekend being one of them, but you know, you'd rather play bad teams than good teams. And you hope that if this team is different, then it's going to be a team like they've done with the nationals so far. And they got 11 more against them. That's going to go out and handle the Cubs, the Reds, the Pirates, and and put themselves in a position to get Bryce back, to get Segura back. If you can add now and get through that stretch, and you know, then you can maybe be a team that gets some some good juju heading into the playoffs and is kind of peaking at the right time. You don't want to be the best team on July 14th. You want to be the best team on September 14th and October 14th. You also, know what I'm saying? Also, crazy concept. Uh, you can make your team, you know, they can add those guys, and then when Bryce and Gene gets back, you're even better. Yeah, exactly. Better. You're that much better. Yeah, yes. so, yeah. listen. Yeah. The center field problem doesn't go away when Bryce Harper comes back, you know? I know. So, yeah, it's it's on Dave. I mean, this is why he's here. He's, an, he's, he's always been an aggressive GM. He has put together championship-caliber teams, and, you know, uh, it, it's just – you, you start, it's really, really, it's teetering here. And I, I, I can't lie to you. Um, I'm really nervous heading into this weekend in Miami. We know how, how long uh, it's been since they've played competent baseball down in Miami. I would like, like, if, if, I, if they were playing the way they were, <laughs> if they were playing the way they were heading into St. Louis, I would have, I would have confidence in this team heading into Miami and I want to still be there. But when we're talking about trying to decipher if this team is different from the last couple of years, and I mostly still think it is, um, it, it, these are the ones that uh, it's almost more important than having to beat the good teams, like having to, to beat the Marlins in Miami depleted down some guys, a uh, contra on the mound. Like it's, it's a tall task. And the Marlins aren't bad. No the Marlins are like only a few games behind the Phillies. No, so. like it, this, this yeah. is, this is another one of those series where proved to me you're real. And, yeah. and it's one of those, like, listen, you want the, the city to not start dooming and glooming. Like we feel like we got them out of in the last month and a half. It, this is one of those, uh, check Mark series that you, you have to come out and win, but I just, I don't have a good feeling heading into it. It's just, it's been so long. They are starting to leak some oil here, and it's it's okay. Like they built up some some equity with the wins and getting six seven games over five hundred. They built up some equity that's important. But now it's like, all right, well, is water just finding its level, or are we really going to go for this thing? And I I just think that this team has has shown too much so far this season to just throw in the towel. And I I do want a, a difference making trade, and um, it it just has to be sooner rather than later because. Again, it's the clock's ticking on 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 this whole thing, and uh, it's a scary uh, scary part of the, the 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 season to be at. And you're trying not to overreact to uh, a valley in a season that we know is peaks and valleys, but um, not around this time, pal. Not around this. No. Time. Well, look, and there's not a single Phillies fan alive who, if they say it, they're lying. There's not one who said that, who can say they feel confident going into a series in Miami ever much less one coming off a four-game losing streak where they're playing like crap. So, yeah, totally agree with that. And and to the point about trading now, I, I it's it's exactly right. You know, we're going to look up at the end of the season, and look, it's you know, we keep saying six teams for eight spots, and I, I think it is, but the Marlins, you know, aren't that far. It's really nine teams for six spots, but, you know, it's going to be tight. We're going to look back at the season and say the Phillies either made or missed the playoffs by a game, two games maybe, you know, three games. And we can look back at so many moments throughout the season. And and a good example of that is is us yelling, you know, really before the season, but two weeks into the season, three weeks, four weeks, fire Joe Girardi, fire Joe Girardi. And they waited too long. And look, I'm happy they ultimately did it. It made a clear difference. But who knows how many more games they win if they fire Joe Girardi earlier. Learn from that mistake. Look at the the Blue Jays just fired Montoyo, and they were a playoff team. They were one of the wild card spots. They're four games over 500, and 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 they canned him. Like like, don't let a season like fritter away, especially a season that you have so much invested in organizationally, like financially, emotionally, as a fan base, the core of your team, the guys on the team. Like 
like you have to make the playoffs this year. You have to, and you have to do everything you can to gain every inch to do it. And the the All Star break is still like two weeks worth of baseball games away, or a week and a half of baseball games away. Like you can't just wait to or trade de- trade break. I mean trade yeah. deadline. Like you can't just wait. You can't wait. So I, I'm so with you. Well, All right. And uh, honestly, James. Yeah. At this point, where they are. Uh, their game out from the, the Cardinals. Joe Girardi's been fired. We understand that. If, if they miss the playoffs, it's because Dave Dombrowski waited too long. And he waited too long to make a move. And if, yep. if we're talking about hit them waiting until August 1st or July 31st or July 30th, he has waited too long. And if they miss the playoffs, it's because he waited too long. Like, that's pretty much where I'm at. Because it's not... This is not going to end well if you continue to wait. And I know you don't want to have to give up more than you need to, but you got to be aggressive here. And I want to see, like, a like selfishly, I want to see a vintage Dombrowski move. Like, the, I'm so like, when was the last time we had a cool Phillies trade? <laughs> we yeah, haven't, I, like, I, none. Like, we yeah, haven't had a cool Phillies trade at all. Now they haven't had the prospects to do it, um, really, the last couple of years, but. I mean, like the JT trade, but that was, was like, like very standard. Yeah, just like very, you know, yeah, yeah, it wasn't like super cool. Yeah, I mean, like Tyler Anderson last year, you know. Eh. I mean, and by like, the way, I mean Tyler Anderson is pretty good for the Dodgers. Phil's wrong or something. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess Spencer Howard for Gibson, but like that Gibson and Kennedy don't, didn't do anything for me. No, it's not exciting. It's not anything special. And I don't you. need like, a, that, I don't that even... was a good trade. It was a good trade because Spencer Howard sucks. And you got something for nothing. I think ultimately that's the way that's going to play out. But it wasn't anything special. No, and I don't need like a big splash. I need something like interesting though. So yeah, um, yeah. I think again, like we've talked about many times, like, and it's annoying to talk about, but the the three moves that won the Braves the World Series last year: the Jock Peterson trade, the Eddie Rosario trade, and Oriol Soler. Either I can't remember if it was a release and signing or a trade. They got Soler and Rosario for just money. And they trade a low-level prospect for Jock, like dude. They, well, they that, trade Sandoval in one of those deals. I, I think then it was, it was Sandoval for Jock, because I because no, Rosario I think it was, was I think it was Sandoval cash. for Rosario. No, Rosario was cash. I think I'm almost positive. Mm. Either way, I mean, either way, like you need to be able to find those. Oh, you're talking Pablo. Said you're right, but that was like a, a cash dump. I think wasn't the Sandoval thing maybe. Yeah, it was something Either like way. that. Whatever. Anyway, the point is, I mean, like they they literally got him for nothing. Yes. And those were the he was the NLCS MVP, and then Soler was the World Series MVP, and Jock was like the heart of the team, like you know. Yeah, and they didn't wait, by the way. I mean, those. No, the met the Jock trade was like two weeks before the deadline. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about, and I I just I really believe that if they miss the playoffs at this point, like they are in a position to make the playoffs. Like that Cardinals team, I do do not believe in. Um. By the way, well, I'm extra mad at the Cardinals because. Like you know, I, I I bet on them to beat the Dodgers last night. They they have a six nothing lead, and they blow it. First of all, like why is and this is a, this is a completely pointless conversation. But like Giovanni, like, or uh, uh, they don't they're not putting they're not putting Ryan Helsley as a closer. It's like that guy's one of the nastiest pitchers in the sport. Like what are we wasting our time for here? Anyway, ah, uh, it's a good point. Like, and I, Jack, you saying like it, something doesn't matter, or whatever. That's like the whole heart of what we do here. So you yeah, know, well, never it's be frustrating. Like, how do you blow a sixth thing lead in the seventh? I mean, come on, can we, can we grow up a little uh, bit? So yeah, I'm with you. No, All but right, but, um, but seriously, the, the, uh, the tangent aside, like that that Cardinals team isn't special to me. The Giants have completely fallen apart, and the Phillies are right there with them. So if they miss the playoffs at this point of being game back right now, it's on Nebraska. Like it's 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 on him now. All right. Uh, in a minute, we're gonna get to the more important stuff. Yeah, you know, sure? we actually probably spent too much time talking about the actual baseball team. Fritzy's draft guys plus Fritzy, Fritz. Yeah. In- interacting with a hero. We'll get to that in a second too. But it's a big uh, cheese. Shout out to Miller Lite. You know, really the biggest takeaway from our our whole conversation so far is the Phillies need to win so we can have more Miller Lights for Phil's wins, but never a bad time to have Miller Lite even when the Phil's are losing. We just don't tweet about it. Um, And uh, shout out to our restaurant of the week for Miller Lite, the Jack's Tap Room. Yes. uh, We love the Jack's Tap Room, formerly uh, from Penn Sport. Um, Jack's Tap Room offering more than 500 beers by the bottle and eight available on draft. You can stay in and drink and 
match to go back open uh, every day from t- uh, noon. Uh, uh, they open at noon. Uh, and you can come in. I wasn't sure if it was. I saw the 12 and I thought AM. I'm like, you open it. Hey, my bad. That's on me, guys. At 12 p.m., wow. uh, come and enjoy a, a beer and a delicious sandwich from Charlie's Rose Pork situated right behind the tap room. And you can register to register. You, you can, can register. register. You can what? Register. Wow. Yeah. Break yeah. out the ambulance for the register. Damn it. Damn it, dude. Damn it. Like you never say anything wrong, Jack. Wow. You can register, register to win yeah, a $25 gift card to Jack's Tap Room. Go to the contest page at 94wip.com. Reminder, we also still have a $25 gift card from Screwballs there as well and King of Prussia. Uh, go to the contest page to check that out. And uh, also, Fritzy, event alert what? coming up. Hey, yo. Thursday, June 28th at 7 p.m., our first High Hopes Phillies watch party, courtesy of Miller Lite at Timeout Sports Bar in Skippick, PA, off Skippick Pike. Skip pack, skip pack, skip pack, skip pack, Pike. I'm a Philly guy, Jack. I live here, and I will go out to skip back where where you once belong. Yeah, that was not bad. Not you, bad, buddy. right? Not bad. Uh, join us uh, as the Phils take on the Pirates, a game they better win. Uh, <laughs> we'll be enjoying $3 Miller Lite drafts or Miller Lite specials uh, and a special appearance from a Phillies alum. How what? about that? The Phillies alums come out for high hopes. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Stay Do you tuned for it... more details, but uh, July 28th at, uh, at timeout in Skip Back. Do you think it's Chase Utley? I mean, you know, Utley, <laughs> Schmidt, Rollins, Rollins. Howard, yeah. You know, maybe they'll fly Steve Carlton in from Colorado, wherever he lives. Something yeah. important, I would. You would think, right? It'd be great. Whoever it is, it's good. honestly. If we're talking this podcast ethos and what we do, it would be way better if it's like Mickey Morandini than if it's Chase mm-hmm. Utley. Let's be honest. Am I right? Yeah, or Ethan Martin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> give me Ethan Martin. Anyone but Adam Eaton. That's yeah. that's really my only qualification for this whole thing. I will be ecstatic with any Phillies alum showing up who is not Adam Eaton. All right. That's well, I, I will only be I will only be all in if it's Chase Utley. Just kidding. Um, it's gonna be pretty uncomfortable when Adam Eaton shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all all I'll say is this: is that James, you know me very well. I'm not, I do. I, I don't really get nervous for much, but. But being around real big leaguers when <laughs> trust me, dude, when I know. like I'm me, you, you become you become like a ten year old kid. Like I, I think we told the Jason Kelsey story on here, but you know, even to like talk to people on a Zoom like that, you'll get a little like I'm, I'm just kind of nervous to ask yeah. a question or well, it's like Jack, like relax. Yeah, just, I can't. It's just a person. Dude. It's just a person. No, you I get know? I get like especially around baseball people. Like I don't want them to uh, think I'm an idiot. You know. So, so, yeah, obviously the classic example, which I'm sure longtime listeners remember, is Rich Doobie at the Hall of Fame when Jack was actually too scared to go up to talk to Rich Doobie. Uh, he was he was too intimidated by Rich Doobie. Um, that is a real thing that happened. In is, that not, is that not normal? I mean, the, the guy was the <laughs> was, architect of, of I, the best pitching staff of my life. I was there to see it. So, uh, so honestly, th- it's worth coming to... to Time out at Skip Back Pike just to see how awkward Jack is around whichever Phillies player comes. It's going to be great. If it's more indeedy, it's not a big deal. Um, but, wow, yeah. Shot at Mick, huh? Well, here's the thing it's not a shot at Mick. I've met You've Mick. You've met him before. Yeah, we, we've talked. Okay. And... Mick Morandini is an awesome, awesome oh, guy. Unbelievable, dude. So like, Unbelievable guy. Like, really, truly one of the, the nicest people I've met in this industry. He's a really great dude. Yeah. So hopefully it's Mick. He'll have a, a good time and we'll hang out and maybe we can start a new hashtag. Maybe why not Mick? <laughs> oh, that's very original. All right. Uh, Speaking of, and shout out to Miller Lite, uh, official partner of the Philadelphia Phillies. All right. Um, now that we've uh, perfectly segued into this, uh, speaking of Jack getting nervous to talk to people on a Zoom, uh, Jack comes up to me yesterday and is like, Barber Zoom's coming up. I'm like, oh man, you excited for the Brian Barber Zoom? He's like, yeah, I got, I got some questions, but you know. A little nervous to ask him. I'm like, dude, you you're nervous to ask Brian Barber a question in a Zoom press conference. I'm like, no, Jack. And it's because he's your hero. 
and you ask your question, tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah, so ah, I'm proud of you, by the way. I'm proud of you. I yeah, proud of you. You, yeah. You went for it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I guess here's my issue: is that like you know, <laughs> I'm me, you know, and I don't. I'm in. I'm sitting there on a Zoom with like Gelb and and Lobs and Zalecki and Salisbury, and it's like I don't need those guys like snickering behind. You know, behind their 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 cameras, like, oh, look at this idiot. He's not not even a real journalist. And then also, like, you know, I'm asking a question, to Brian Barber. I want to sound like smart and like insider baseball guy, but also like, what if I say something stupid? So, you know, <laughs> I really wasn't gonna ask a question, um, but we were about like nine minutes in, and I didn't hear what I wanted to hear. So, um, you know, I like <laughs> I raised. Mm-hmm. I, raised I my- like this. Your your need to know took over your fear and said, "Enough. Yeah. I have to. I have to find out." Yeah. Well, you know, all these people just with the generic draft questions. I need to. Yeah. I need we to- need a we need a baseball man in there. Ex- exactly. So, yeah. um, <laughs> yes, I raised my hand on the Zoom, and dude, I kid you not, like my heart started pounding. <laughs> like I could feel it. I could. I, I'm sure I was on video. It was actually it was on video. This and, is amazing. You talk on the radio for a living. Dude, is, I know. This is great stuff. Heart's pounding. And I'm just sitting there yelling at myself internally. Like, <laughs> like what are you doing? You do this all. It's This is shit. Don't not, bleep this up. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, why are you doing this? Like, you're That's fine. I thought. Like, you you're fine. You talk on the radio for a living. Like, hundreds of thousands of people listen to you every day. You know, <laughs> what a mistake. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then uh, they came to me. I was after URAM and uh, and I asked, like, you know, what traits do you look for in hitters? And uh, do you worry about college strikeout rates? Because I was thinking about a couple of prospects and I asked if they use blast data and he gave me a little like, hmm, you know, so I felt like that was, that was a win for me. You uh, had to have the little, the little like extra nod. Like you, you're gonna ask a good question. We had to throw in something where it's like, I know what I'm talking about, bro. All right. Yeah, I'm not like one of these other schmucks. All right, you know, <laughs> I know blast data, pal. Um, no offense to the other schmucks. Yeah, no offense right. to these other guys. Phillies, Phillies reporters. Covering <laughs> yeah, the no, uh, they don't really know. Hope, bl- hopefully, no offense is taken, <laughs> please. You know, and I would like to just quickly say that that I am not responsible for what my partner says. So yeah, just that out there. Yes. Yeah, but you agree with me though, like total. <laughs> no i'm just kidding um yeah so like i was like ah blast data um anyway so you know i gave i gave like a really thoughtful answer on it honestly i forget what he said because like i was just so I was, like blacked out you know i just like was not focused and i was trying to think like should i follow up and i was like nah i'm not gonna do that smart so then yeah he gave the answer and he finished it with like uh you know he said jack at the end which felt like a win for me oh buddy yeah your name yeah i know Big stuff. It really. It is. Oh, it is. the thing big that big hurts big. is that like I wanted to ask about prospects, but you can't, I don't think you can because I think it's yeah. like tampering yeah. or something. So. Well, that's why you got to be there for the the post draft press conference, and then you can really dive in and be like everyone else is. Oh, so uh, is that a good college program? And you're like, <laughs> so have you looked at his his launch angle? And do you guys think you can? You know. Anyway, it's yeah, good stuff, um, Jack. I'm really happy for you. I'm proud of you. Thanks. So, hey, maybe we can get Brian Barber on the podcast, and then I won't be nervous. Yeah, you will be, though. Nah, it's different on the phone. Oh, you're good now, though? Like, you've, you've, you've got the nerves out now that he called you Jack. You feel like peers. So you're like, I'm good now. Yeah, well, I'm waiting for the text of, like, all right, you're hired, you know? <laughs> if I got, right. if, real question, if, if I get hired yeah. by the Phillies, would, would yes. our listeners be pumped or scared? Um, I think they'd be pumped for you. Yeah, I think they'd be happy. I think they'd be, I, I mean, a little scared, for sure. It'd be hard not. Yeah, it'd be hard not. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, you know, look, we, you know, you can't be any worse than Ann McPhail, right? Yeah. I mean. If that's the bar, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, at least I have someone there that loves the team. You know, maybe a little it's bit true. Too much. What a good point. I like that. Yeah, thanks. Someone who will live and die with their decision. Well, so you, so you officially endorsed me, right? So, yeah, well, I don't want you to leave me, but yes, it would, if it would make you happy, I would I would endorse it. Yes. All right, thanks. You're welcome, buddy. Now, why don't you, if you really, really want to go that way, uh, resume time. Uh, prove your worth. 
Give a Brian Barber, if you're listening, if you have uh, any last minute doubts yep. on whether you should go with one guy or the other, your new future employee has some thoughts, Jack. I'm just going to lay out. This is your possession. Go for it, buddy. Yeah, especially when you're factoring in that I want Shorber and you want Castellanos. Like this. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is so just going right in. Got it. This is good. This is good. Yeah, this and, is good. And my guy didn't cost me a second round pick. Uh-huh. So. Good. I was expecting a little more subtlety, but I like that you just head on direct. Well, I'll try to be more subtle as we go along here. Um, okay. So I know I've laid out my guys, you know, uh, Drew Gilbert, Chase, Chase DeLauder, Zach Nito. DeLauder. Yeah. But apparently there's Jace Jung could be falling, who is one of the best pure hitters in the class. I'm not totally sure why he's falling. I think it's because he's probably just a second baseman or whatever. He's got a really, really interesting swing. It reminds me a lot of Matt Olson, um, but more like uh, he's like a shorter Matt Olson, but really strong bat to ball skills. If he if they take him at 17, like I just like just, I'll just quit the podcast out of happiness. Like, like <laughs> seems like a weird decision. Yeah, I was like, just, how about how about we just talk about him a lot? Yeah, well, listen, I'll be very excited. Jace Jong, it seems like he's falling. I didn't have him in my top uh, in my guys because I didn't think he was going to be there. Um, but yeah, so Drew Gilbert, the Lauder, and Nito, they're not going anywhere. Um, so real quick, real quick, real quick, before you move on from the four guys, would would Jung be the top? Because Gilbert's been, I believe, your top guy, yes. right? Would is Jung ahead of him? Yes, if he's there, he's ahead of him. Yeah. Wow. Right, I don't. Cool. I, I still don't think he's going to be there because I I don't really understand how he's falling. Like he should be a top ten pick, but you know maybe Baseball there's some drafts weird though, man. We know that. Yeah. Weird um, weird stuff happens, man. Weird stuff uh, does happen. So Gilbert is uh, makes really good swing decisions. His uh, chase rate was down to like 14% this year. Hits the ball hard. Uh, seems to have clutch home runs. He has like a, a little bit of an edge to him. Um, he throws, he's thrown 93 off the mound. So in the outfield, he's got a hose. Um, so uh, to me, like a five, nine center fielder that I think is going to rise pretty fast as a win to me that makes good swing decisions and hit the ball hard. That's, that's what I want. I know he's five, nine, but other than that, I don't care. Chase the lauder. Like my, my biggest comp for him is Jay Bruce. I think he's Jay Bruce. Um, obviously he's great. Jay Bruce. Yeah. Jay Bruce. Um, so I think, I think the lauder is him. Zach Nito is a, a tough comp, uh, just because like he, he is, um, He's shorter, has a huge leg kick, but like was top five in Woba against the power conferences this year. So not even, uh, he was good against every uh, opponent. It's just not just because he went to a little school, Campbell, that he he's all of a sudden not good. He raked in the cape. Um, I'm frankly, I'm shocked. He's probably going to be there at 17, but I think he's going to be there. So, uh, those four are my guys. Um, and if they walk out of the draft with any of them, I'll be very, very happy. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, you've Good. got me convinced. Good. Yeah, to- uh, totally in. I'm going to be devastated if it's not one of those four. Now, these are the guys that... So I did this last year, and I thought it was a proper way to rank them. So I have the guys I would love, and then here are the guys I'd be happy with. And, okay. um, you know, the... <laughs> I really don't want another prep pitcher. Like I don't, you know, Brian Barber talked about how they're, they're definitely good at it. Like they're good at it now. And, and they could Clearly. Just, they could just take another prep pitcher and it probably work out. I, I need some bats in the system. So, um, Brock Porter is a, a right-hander, uh, maybe the best right-handed prep arm in the draft. Um, he basically just reminds me a, a ton of Tyler glass now. Um, like similar mechanics, all of that. So super tall. He's tall. Um, not as tall as Glass now, not but six seven. No, most or not. No, yeah. he's not. So uh, Porter, like I'd be again, I'd be happy with these guys. I just wouldn't take him because I want to get name too. Brock, Brock Porter is great. Strong name. Good uh, name. Dylan Lesko, who I believe is the best right-handed pitching prospect in the draft. Um, he just got Tommy John though, um, so he would be out for a little while. But when you're talking about just betting on upside, he is. I thought he was ridiculous every time I watched him pitch. Like an unbelievable changeup. Um, he is pretty much a clone of Chris Paddock, except with like a actually good, uh, <laughs> breaking ball. So, wow. uh, Dylan Lesko is disgusting. Uh, Brandon Bar- uh, Berea is a guy who's been linked to them a ton. I think he's, I think he's good. He's got good traits. He's athletic. He's up to a hundred from the left side, but again, don't really love a prep arm. And then Jet Williams, I love a lot. I just don't think they're going to take him. He's a shortstop. 
a prep shortstop. Um, but great I, I name. like an even better name than Brock yeah. Williams. Jet Williams is strong for a shortstop. Great name. Yeah, another short guy. Um, but good bat path and all that stuff. So Brock Porter, Dylan Lesko, Bram Berea, and uh, Jet Williams are the guys I'd be happy with. This was the the next tier is. Mm-hmm. The next tier is what Andrew Painter was in last year, which I ended up being wrong about, like way, way, way better um, than I thought. Um, so good job by Brian Barber. But Pay attention to this tier is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy I would talk myself into, and I really only have one, and that's because it's Kumar Rocker. Oh, buddy. And it's just the the, the people that, He's just, he's such a big name that, that that's like the one draft guy that everyone knows. So it's like, all right, Kumar Rocker. I like Kumar Rocker. Um, you know, he seems like one of those, apparently he's being talked about as a guy that you would draft right now. And then he'd be in your bullpen by September and he'd help a team down the stretch run. And then you could transition him back to, to being a starter, which like makes sense. You know, the Phillies need bullpen sure. options, I guess. So if they wanted to do that. I guess I'd be in. My problem with Kamar Rocker is the fastball. It, it, he throws hard, but it's one of those flat fastballs. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't it didn't um, uh, grade out very well. Still has plus plus slider, all of that. And I guess the 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 concern for me also is the shoulder. Like I guess um, one of the athletic guys wrote that. Yeah, it could be a could be a massive problem or it could be nothing for 15 years and he could go dominate. So it's just like, it's a pretty risky proposition. It's not a slam dunk. If it was a slam dunk. He would have been a top five pick last year. Obviously that didn't happen. And if it was a slam dunk this year, it'd be going higher than where he's projected to go right now. So the shoulders are concern. Um, but when you're talking about a bulldog, competitive, fiery, um, a guy that could definitely rise fast, that could be in the big leagues in September out of the bullpen. Yeah. Then, then Kumar Rocker's your pick. I would a hundred million thousand percent talk myself into him being an ace. Um, but that's why he's in my guy. I would talk myself into love it. Yeah. I, uh, I would definitely be fine with that. I'm with you though, as in a, in a, you know, macro sense as you know, without knowing the prospects the way you do, ideally I would like them to draft a bat, you know, then yes. to your point, I mean, you know, hoppy is the only top, top, prospect bat they really have and you know he's at a position that's blocked for the next three years unless you make a trade so um and again he's top bat for a catcher he's a good bat but you know so um uh i'm with you man if they can get like a real deal bat in the in the system i think that'd be the best case scenario yeah so um and actually uh how you lee is coming along very soon he's gonna be the he's gonna be their top hitting prospect in a little bit but to your point. Ooh, yeah, no, he's, he's going to be insane. I can't. I'm very much love looking it. forward to him. Um, love it. Here's a, the, I have three guys that I'm out on. Um, Ooh, that would uh-oh. be Cole Young, who is a shortstop from uh, Western PA. Like, I, I, I frankly, I don't understand how he's <laughs> – I don't get it. I don't get why he's a top 25 prospect. You know, he's an okay defender. He's an okay hitter, uh, committed to Vandy, you know. I think there's better. Like, I would take Jet Williams over him, all that. So would be out on him. Uh, Dylan Beavers is a outfielder from Cal. Like literally, just reminds me of Adam Hazley, and just uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't get over Hayes. Uh, and then Daniel. That's so tough. That Hazley was what eighth pick in the draft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Daniel Susak is a catcher from Arizona. I just don't want a catcher. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't see any way that I would be. I mean, you, you, you never know, but I would be surprised if they drafted a catcher. Yes. I guess, you know, if you drafted one now, theoretically, they wouldn't be ready till JT's contract. Well, anyway, Susak but... should be. He'll, he, he would be up faster. I okay. Because yeah, so, he's, yeah, he's a college I, I catcher. Doing that thing. Yeah, it'd be dumb. It'd be very, especially with a hoppy and whatever. Um. All right. So that, that wraps up uh, 17. Here are the list of guys that I want late. Famously, last year, it was uh, Griff McGarry, who I don't know if you've heard is now a top 100 prospect, James. Uh, buddy. And once again, we don't have a second round pick. so uh, They got him in the fourth round, so get they got gems the gems later. They got him right? in the fifth yeah. round. They got him in yeah. the fifth round. Yeah. It was a fit, even better. There yep. you go. Steal. Steal. Best fifth round pick in Philly sports history. Um. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, so these, I'll, I'll try to rattle through these as fast as I can. Cause I know that your eyes are already is, real quick. Who is the best fifth round pick in, in Philly sports history? It's obviously mm. an Eagle of some kind. I would well, think. Trent Cole, 
That Trent Cole was the first one to pop in my head. Too. Yeah. Well, because Kelsey was a sixth round pick, and Kelsey's the yep. best sixth round yep. pick in football history. I can't think Ooh. of a of another sixth round pick that yeah. was any good. So. Anyway, that yeah. Trent Cole was the first one I thought of, so we'll go with that until someone tells us we're wrong. Yeah. Um. All right. <laughs> I will. I'll try to run through these as fast as possible. But my general philosophy, James, at this point is like. You know, there, there's going to be some interesting college relievers that they can probably keep uh, get for cheap. Um, but th- every single year, there is elite-ish uh, prep players that, that fall um, just over money concerns. And I want the Phillies to be all in on those kind of guys. So, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do a, a saving money pick in the third or fourth or fifth or whatever. But um, regardless, yeah, the, then we draft again. Makes no sense. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so general premise. Tyler Locklear is this uh, third baseman from VCU. He probably won't be a third baseman long term. He's strictly just hit there to hit. You know, he's kind of like your boy who's only here to. He doesn't have a college degree. He just hits baseballs. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yep, yep, projects yep, yep, to be a probably a first baseman long time. Just like hit against every single competition he went up against this year. Um, reminds me of Austin Riley at the plate. Um, uh, is that a compliment or a, or a well? I used to hate Austin rip. Riley, but I guess he's I know that's good what I'm now. saying. But Austin Riley's really good now, so I didn't know. I I didn't know if you had turned yet. I know that you you've long refused to say that Austin Riley's good. So I'm, I would just know where you were at with him. He continues to be very, very, very good. Yeah, Austin Riley stinks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's gonna hit for a long time. So whatever. Uh, Ivan Melendez was the best hitter in college baseball this year. The only reason he's going to be there in the third round is strictly because he's first base only. But if they don't want to pay Reese, like I need Ivan Melendez. Like the guy, the guy is going to hit like 330 homers, all this. Like it's, he's going to be ridiculous at the next level. So um, he's falling because of first base only that kind of stuff. He might go in the second because he's that good. Um, But yeah, I I need that to happen if they're not going to pay Reese. Uh, Nazir Nazir Mool is a uh, two-way guy. He's up to like 96 on the mound and is also nasty at shortstop. Um, very clean uh, prospect. Has a really pretty swing. Um, the the number he's a numbers darling. So he seems like a guy that could possibly be one of these late round guys that can turn into a steal. Anthony Hall spent all offseason in drive line. He was an out, uh, outfielder from Oregon. Um, seems like a, an Ethan Wilson type guy. I know Ethan's had like a bit of a slow start this year, but he's also playing at Jersey Shore, so it's kind of hard to evaluate any hitters there. But um, Anthony Hall just screams like a like a Brian Barber toolsy hit tool kind of pick. Um, so he would be fun. Jason Jones is my personal, like I, I would, uh, he's, he's, I guess he's like my griff of, of this year's draft. Um, he's a third baseman, first baseman, definitely a, a hit first guy. Um, but just like, I think his swing is gorgeous. I think that he's being severely um, underrated in the draft process. And like every time I watched one of these, prospect games like his bat always stuck out and i'm just shocked that he's falling so far so yeah, i think he's going to be there in the third fourth maybe even fifth so um i would be in on him uh caden dana is a prospect as a pitching prospect who for some reason like isn't in the first second round pick consideration but when i watched him i thought he was nasty so i would definitely take a prep bomber and try to develop him um andrew walters is a uh relief pitcher from miami who threw 90% fastballs last year and was like the best reliever in the sport. Like didn't, didn't walk anyone. Um, he walked people, but you know what I mean? Like struck out a ton of guys, didn't walk anyone, um, had an ERA under one. So he's a guy where you look at him, fastballs elite. If you can teach him a secondary pitch, you're looking at a white belt, uh, a weapon there. J.R. Ritchie. Is a is a is a prep pitcher that I think is a Richie. Yeah, J.R. Richie. He's a prep pitcher that I think should be a first rounder, and I can't believe he's falling again. Um, but another one of those guys that you know, if he keeps falling, he'll probably just go to school. But I would just spend the money on him and and get a good arm. It reminds me a ton of of Joe Kelly, but with better strike throwing capabilities. Um, Xavier Isaac is a prep prospect that, uh, he's an, again, a numbers darling hits the ball hard, makes good contact, not bad contact. And if things go right, I think Xavier Isaac could be, I can't put the comp this high, but I think he could be, uh, a light Jordan Alvarez. 
That's, Whoa, I buddy. I'm just telling you. I think he's disgusting. Um, and he's a, he's a, he, just a really nice swing from the left side. Two more here. Uh, Owen Murphy is another prep arm. Uh, he can actually uh, go two-way if he wants. Um, but another, he's like a guy that played both ways. So I think his pitching hasn't really been uh, figured out yet. When I see him on the mound, he screams first round talent. I would take him in the third if he's there. And then uh, last one, Jacob Mizrowski, who is a Juco arm who lit up the combine, um, with like 3000 RPM sliders and stuff. So, you know me, I'm a sucker for, for any oh, 3000 RPM. Getting those RPM. Yeah. Buddy. So, uh, yeah, some big arms. Some big chances. If you have only one first round pick, you only have the first round pick and no second round pick. Hopefully, they can, uh, you know, spend some money they would have had in the second round on some of the players that fall late. But I can't wait. Um, although I realize I'm going to be in the woods in Virginia on Monday when the rest of the draft's going on. So, oh, buddy, we I might need to go find. Uh, yeah, I might need to go find. Uh, you know, some good some good service. So, so you're going dark. Well, in the description of the Airbnb, it was like, yeah, service is bad. <laughs> but Uh-oh. but if you if Uh-oh. I get shoot the, the the Airbnb person was like yeah but if you go out on the road it's 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 good so um yeah yeah I mean yeah we're in a we're in a yurt in a in the woods and yurt in, in the Shenandoah Valley so look at you I, outdoorsman I mean kinda yeah kinda I mean I didn't want to do the whole real camping thing but I got it it's buddy. in the woods I got it. yes yes well um that was good stuff yeah, buddy. Listen, I tried that to speed was, through it for was, you. I think you did a great job. I'm 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 more excited for the draft now because of that. That's usually what happens uh, is that no one cares about the draft and then by draft night it's like, oh, I'm gonna lose it if they don't get one of those guys. So Yeah, I mean I already am. Like I mean, honestly, if it's not Gilbert, DeLauder, or this new guy Jung, I'm I'm pretty much out. I've already decided I don't like your other guy. So those are my three that I'm in on. All right. But I'll be happy for you if they get, if they get your fourth guy. It's mostly because I can't remember his name right now. If we're going to be completely Nito. honest about it. Nito. It's because it's a bad name. Nah, he's going to be, bad name. he's going to be nasty. Makes me think of the Mets guy. Not good. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just not, not great. I mean, you have to lo- chase the lauder. Like I hear that. I remember it. It's locked in. I got chased the lauder. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I got you, so, man. Yeah. I can't wait. It'll be fun. <laughs> Unlike you, uh, Andrew Painter was the guy I wanted the most in the last draft. So yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. You're, just, uh, you're a draft guy. Yeah, you're a draft guy. Yeah. <laughs> the, other than the three, it already told me it's the first time I've heard every single name you said today. Other than Kumar Rocker. So yeah. that's what we do here, yeah. pal. Yeah, we do. All right, you got anything else? You got a take bag, or is that like the take bag? Uh, I think I wrote some stuff down. Oh, yeah. Well, Stott, I just, I'm, you know, I'm down, obviously, about the Phillies, but, like, Bryson Stott being good right now is uh, is definitely keeping my hopes high a little bit. Um, I guess if you looked at his stats, like the rolling stats or whatever, it's like making better swing decisions, um, not chasing as much, hitting the ball harder. I guess K-Long and him had a whole session about how he's not a pop. K-Long. I know. Uh, about how he's not a pop-up hitter. He needs, to, <laughs> he, he needs to be a line drive hitter. Crazy concept. He's been a much better player since he's been focusing more on driving the baseball and not trying to mm-hmm. hit a home run all the time. So, um, yeah, it's good to see. I'm glad that I, and frankly, like they need him and I hope that it keeps going. Desperately. So. He batted fifth last night. Let's, let's remember that. Yep. Um, I think it's totally unfair. The Blue Jays couldn't wait at least another day to, to fire Charlie Montoya. Um, like the Phillies were always going to lose a game that they fired the manager in. Like, frankly, they had no shot heading into the game, especially when the whole yeah, talk was like, oh, they need a new voice in the clubhouse. Like, come on, come on, Blue Jays. You already had the Joe Carter home run. Like, you couldn't just wait another day to fire Charlie Montoya. They hate us, man. They hate us. There's something deep seated in this, and I don't know what to do. <sighs> Whatever. Um, and finally, this weekend, James, I will be doing my favorite thing in the world. And that is watching the fills at the beach this week. Oh, so, that is your favorite thing. I in the world. know. I'll be down in. Uh, I'll be down in, out the laptop. Yeah, so I'll be down in Wildwood uh, for the first time, which will be interesting because uh, you know, I've never been there before. So I'm excited. I'm excited. And then uh, Sunday night we'll do the pod, and I hope it's one of my guys. And then we'll have a little bit of a, a freak out. And then you won't hear from me until Thursday. <laughs> Yeah, next Sunday, really, because we're both off this week. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I just don't know if I'll be like, texting anyone until Thursday. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. So, yeah, we will be back Sunday night uh, to react to the draft, whatever time it is. It'll be out because, um, you know, we got to. And then uh, probably the next time we probably like the following Sunday or Monday, depending on the schedule after that series or whatever, because we'll both be off that week. So that'll be sweet, buddy. Hey, Take look at week. us. Look at us finally wisening up and taking off for All-Star Week. I know. I know. Dude, it's it's one of the great decisions you can make in sports radio. It really is. Man, I mean, even honestly this week, as you know, I've been in for the camera for, I'm going to be in four of the five days tomorrow being the last one. It's like, like pulling teeth to come up with topics that are original or new or whatever. It's tough right now, buddy. It's tough. Ah, oh, well, I'll send you a couple. Yeah, hook it up. I actually have an interesting idea for tomorrow that I want to ask your thoughts on. I don't I actually don't think it's going to work, but if it did work, it would be like a super fun. It could play out super fun, but I really don't think it can work, but I'm going to get your your thoughts on it. Okay. So, anyway. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Uh any final thoughts, buddy? Um, no final thoughts, just I guess please don't get swept this weekend. It's really all I ask. Like like if I could ask for two things this weekend, like don't get swept and bring me Drew, Drew Gilbert. Like that's pretty much all I can ask for this weekend. Yeah, I will go with um don't get swept and and I agree. Get get one of Jack's guys. Yeah, please. You know, Come on, Brian. I mean, you called me guy... Jack. You called me Jack on the Zoom call. We all we shared a moment yeah. and I mean, you live and die with this. I actually do. It's bad. Like I I know. It's actually not bad. Like I, I it's not bad. I genuinely like I love I love it. It's like Probably my favorite, my favorite thing. It so, really is. so Brian, you have a chance to make your new friend Jack really, really happy. Just get it done for him. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. No big deal. And if you want to come on the podcast, yeah. we'll have you on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we would be magnanimous enough to do that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 We're open to it, Brian. We're open to it. All right. Uh, Sunday night, the pod of pods. It'll either be sad or happy. Let's root for happy because we got a lot to react to so um it'll be fun fingers crossed jack we need it definitely so please i need a good yo can i get a good yo on sunday night guys can we please do this all right the sad yo did i didn't even know what to do i'm like i don't know what to do they're they're crushing my soul all right and nick castiano stop sucking